Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. And welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and through us in the midst of our lives today. I'm just excited uh, to do to be with you today. I don't know what's wrong with this. Do you know I've always had fighting with Twitter or during service? Now Twitter is on, and um, I don't have no control over Twitter. Uh, praise the Lord. It's on. You're going to have to see if you can reset it or something because it's not working right. Anyway, praise God for another day's journey. And I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on. Um, you know, you just got to be, you just got to be grateful for what God is doing in this last day for us because there's so much going on. But today I want to let you know that God is still in control regardless of what's going on. And that we need to praise God in the midst of everything that's happening, in the midst of all our setbacks, in the midst of all our troubles, in the midst of, in the midst of. I'm excited. So I want you to bow your heads with me this afternoon and and let us talk to the Lord for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, ask you to forgive us of our sins today, cleanse our hearts, minds, and souls. Oh, God, I ask you to break the yokes, bind the strong man, oh, God. I plead the blood of Jesus against everything that's not like you that would hinder your people from receiving your word. I ask that you break every yoke today. Touch the hearts and minds of those, oh, God, that have lost loved ones recently, oh, God, and those that are close to them, oh, God. Touch their hearts, save, deliver, and make free in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, how's it playing over here? Amen. Get your Bible. Amen. Get your Bible. I don't know what Twitter's doing today. Twitter's doing its own thing. Get your Bibles and let's go to Proverbs chapter 1. Today I want to talk to you about fear. Fear is a pretty popular subject for some people. People live their lives actually in fear. Now, fear have different meanings. Now, you have, uh, listen to this. In life, you have different types of fear. You have parental fear. You have boss fear. You have police fear. You have judge fear. You, you have all types of fear. And then there's the fear of God. But today I want to talk to you about fear in general. I want you to go with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. And let's talk about fear. So in the book of Proverbs chapter 7, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 7, and verse, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'll read it again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. Now, you know when a, a fool, because a fool despise what God said. A fool despise what the bosses say. The boss say you need to do your job right. You need to be to work on time and you need to help out with other people. A fool is not going to do that. A fool is going to do what they want to do. A fool is not going to listen to instruction. A fool isn't going to listen to what it needs to be done. A fool isn't going to do. They're going to do what they want to do. They don't like knowledge. Knowledge isn't important to them. You heard many people say, I don't need to go to school to learn nothing. You know, some schools, you do need to go to learn something. If you want to drive a train, you need to go to school. If you want to fly a plane, you need to go to school. You just don't get in the plane and say, I'm going flying, because you got to know where the, the leverage, you got to know where this is, you got to wear on that way. Flops and everything, you got to know all that kind of stuff. 
But the, the scripture here tells us something. It says the fear of the Lord is what the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord. People fear man more than they fear God. That's why some of them ain't got no knowledge. When you want true knowledge, now check this out. Check this out about God. When you want true knowledge from God, you uh, you um you focus on um you focus more on having God. You focus more on having God directing you. You focus more on having God directing your steps and giving you understanding of what you're doing so you know about how to deal with these things. However, however, you need to understand that God has consistently offered knowledge. You, are, you, have, you have to understand that God consistently offered knowledge to those that the, the whole thing needs to be moved. Praise God. God offers us knowledge that we can do more for him. Okay, a little more. Amen. All right, that's a little better. Because the lights was dimming out on us. I'm trying to get the lights straight now. Okay, so God offers us knowledge. God offers us knowledge to uh, achieve what we need to achieve. This is why the Lord, the, the scripture say, the Lord says, the fear of the Lord. Learn to have fear for God. Learn to have fear for God and he'll watch you move in your behalf. Have fear for God and his kingdom and his power and his glory. Now, that's for saved folks, of course. Because saved folks is the one that really need to fear God. You say, why the saved folks? The saved folks run around saying they say. They were, they're the ones that are saying that they have eternal life. Well, then you need to fear the God of eternal life. You need to obey what his word says. The Bible said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say do. So he's talking to saved folks. He's not talking to people that don't know God. He's not talking to atheists. He's not talking to Muslims. He's not talking to uh, Buddhists. He's talking to the people of God. Understand that. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. You got to apply the word of God to your life personally, each day, each hour, not based off somebody else. But you got to apply the word of God to your life. Your life has to be simplified and have to be ordered after the word of God. The scripture just said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Well, if you want knowledge, you know where to go now. Okay, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26, and it says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Listen to this again. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Now, you know what that scripture says? In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. But it said something else very unique that everybody don't qualify for. He said, his children, are you a child of God? Not by name. Because see, the Bible said that everybody that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity, depart from your sin. So the scripture comes here and says, his children, the Lord's children, shall have a place of refuge, a place to go to when everything falls apart, a place of safety, a place to go to when there's nowhere to turn. That's it. A place of refuge, a place to go where there's nowhere to go. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence in the fear of the Lord. And you notice, notice it's saying in the fear of the Lord. In the fear of the Lord. Not fear of man. Not fear of man. 
but in the Lord. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Very strong. Very successful confidence. Somebody may say, well, I don't know the Lord. Well, you may not have to know the Lord to learn him. See, that's the difference. Knowing the Lord and knowing about the Lord is two different things. When you accept Christ as your personal Savior, you will start learning who God is. You'll, get, you'll start getting to know who God is. Reading books about God, reading the Bible without Christ, you're reading about a story about a man that you don't know. People read books uh, 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 about presidents and leaders and stuff, but they don't know them. And that's the same thing with many people. They read the Bible, but don't know God. I'll say it again. Many people read the Bible, but they don't know God. They don't know him. They have no idea who God is. They have no idea who Jesus Christ is. They yeah. have no idea. Everybody said they want to go to heaven, but they don't know how to get there. They assume they do good works. They give money to the church. And the Catholics go pray to the priest, have the priest uh, uh, talk to the priest and confession. None of that. Is act, give you access to eternal life to heaven. Amen. None of it. It doesn't give you the access that you want to obtain eternal life. In order to turn a taint of life, you must first accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. People go to work every day, they want promotion, but they won't do the work. But they want the promotion. It's the same thing with eternal life. They want to go to heaven, but they don't want to do the life living. That's something to think about. Many people want to go, but they don't want to do the life living. They don't want to do what's required to obtain eternal life. Eternal life. The fear of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and in his children, his children have a place of refuge. Amen. In him. Having strong confidence in the Lord and being in a place with God. Being able to go to the Lord when everything falls apart. That's the lesson. Because he said in his word, his children have a place of refuge. When we're God's children, we have a place of reference to go. The enemy don't want us to know that we can call to God anytime for help. He want us to doubt God. He want us to live in unbelief and fear and defeat. But that's contrary to what, that's the opposite of what God wants. God wants us to be victorious. God wants us to have confidence in him, knowing that he's gonna make a way. And he has a place of refuge for us. It's very interesting. When you read the word of God, you get to find out that God has always been in control. It's us that don't know that. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Jude chapter one. Jude chapter one. Jude is only one chapter, actually. Jude one and 23. Jude 1, 23. Look at that verse. Now listen to this. And above is saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even a garment spotted by the flesh. Let me read it again. And above is saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even a garment to be spotted by the flesh. What is he talking about? Let's look at that very slowly. And above us, we save with fear. We go and pull them out of the mess that they're in, out of the fire, hating even a garment to be spotted with the flesh. We go out and we preach and we teach to get people to pull them out of their sin, to pull them out of the country of the enemy. That's what we go to do, even hating the garment to be spotted by the flesh. Why? Because you will be lost if you continue to sin. 
If you die in sin, you lost. There is no repentance beyond the grave, beloved. People are, some people got this comprehension that when they die, they'll be able to talk to God and he'll say, okay. Yeah, some people got this thought that God is a myth. So when they die, they can live like, do be as evil as they want here, do whatever they want here. They die and you know, it's all over. But beloved, that's furthest from the truth. Amen. God has consistently revealed himself. God has consistently proved himself. Oh, 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 let's slow down. The devil daily, every single day, since he got kicked out of heaven, has proved he's the devil. He has proved he hates mankind. Every single day. From the time he'd been kicked out of heaven, he made it his business to prove he hates mankind. He made it his business to who that he was gonna pull man down with him. People say, I don't believe in God. You know what? Have you how often do you hear a person say they don't believe in the devil? They more so say, I don't believe in God because they filled up with the devil. But however, check this out. The Bible said the devil. The devils believe in God and tremble. See how he tricked people? He had people run around saying, I don't believe in God. So I ain't worried about going to hell. It doesn't matter the devil even believe in God. He fears God. He ain't gonna let you know that. He's not, he ever said he got his behind kicked out of heaven. He knows who God is. You don't. You don't know who God is and what his capabilities are, but the devil knows that. His imps knows that. Don't you know when you read the Bible? And when Jesus was around, and demon-possessed people were around, or the apostles were around when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, demons would be crying out, why? They knew who Jesus was. There ain't no mystery. It's a mystery to us. I tell you, all right, all right. I got my little testimony to tell y'all. A little tiny testimony. It's a big testimony to me though. Okay. I went, I love I, I had put my car in the shop, right? I put my car in the shop and I take every I normally take everything out the night before I put my car in the shop. So they I had went down there and dropped my car off and got a loaner. So I put everything from the car into the loaner, brought it home, and took it out. So on yesterday, I, was, I took my car back. On uh, Saturday, I took, oh, excuse me, on Friday, I took the car back. And when I came back home, um, somehow, some way, I lost my key. I call at a car place. I'm calling. I, I tell them I, I left my keys in the armrest of the car. So they look, they say, I'm saying, Mr. Wells, there is no keys in this car nowhere. We looked in the side, the clothes come on. We look everywhere. There's no keys in the car. Now I'm upset. Because I'm saying, I know my keys are there. So I, I don't check the car inside out, upside down. My, I, I'm now checking my car because I picked up my car and I, I put all the stuff in the car and brought it home. So I said, the keys must be in my car. So I'm looking in and out, upside down, all through the car. And no key. Now uh, I'm upset. All the keys are that I need on that that keychain. So what happened was, what thought ran to me? Go back down to the gas station or the, the car wash where you went to have the car wash. So I go down there. I figure I'll look at the garbage can and get it. See if it's in there. Okay. Who really wants to look at the garbage can? But I was gonna look at one of my keys. So now by the time I got down there, two hours later. They already emptied the garbage. So the guy told me, well, all the garbage bags are in the back there. I'm like, in the back? Oh, my gosh. How many garbage cans bags y'all got back there? I'll be going to my garbage suit tomorrow. I knew I considered my key lost. And I said, Lord, I don't understand why I lost my key. I, I, I can't comprehend this. How could this happen? You know I need those keys. And then I said, the key word. I said the key word, help me. I said, Lord, help me find my keys. All the time I was looking for my keys on my own, I couldn't find them. But I said the key two words, help me. 
find my keys. Well, <laughs> don't ask our stuff. If you don't expect them to do it. Now I looked all through my car and there was no keys, okay? I opened the back of my car. I opened the back door in the car, passenger side, and looked and my keys were looking at me. I'm not I'm not, I'm not kidding you. You really have you ask God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The scripture says here, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children, and the mother verse is that in his children have a place of refuge. Now, this scripture here says, And above this sable fair, pull him out of the fire, hating even a garment spotted by the flesh. It would have been a defeat for me to have lost my key. And now wow, I would have to have a whole lot of keys made again, break locks and all this other stuff and change this to change that. But the Lord, because I fear God, and I asked him to help because he likes to get involved in our life. The angels of God like that. The Bible said they enjoy getting involved in the people of God's life and help them. And God sure showed up and put the keys in the car. That's not the first time. It happened years and years ago. When I tell that story, nobody believes. But God, he's able to do anything but sin. So the scripture says here, and other haters to save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even a garment of the flesh spot, uh, spotted by the flesh. We don't want to be destroyed by the flesh. We don't want to see other people destroyed by the flesh. We just have to trust God. We have to trust God. Even when we don't want to trust God, we have to trust God. Let's go to Psalms 118. Fair is something you need to understand. Has to be godly fair. Psalms 118. And verse. And verse 6. Look at that scripture. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I'll read it again. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. You want to know something, beloved? People fear man more than they fear God. Did you hear me? People fear man more than they fear God. One of the prophets in the Bible was a big shot, tough guy. When it came down to the uh, uh, Jezebel saying she was going to kill him, the man ran for his life. Soon as Jezebel said the word, I'm going to kill him. That man ran. Now the man fought against kings. Everybody stood up against kings. Everything. All of a sudden, he's running from a holler Jezebel. He's running from her. He's running for his life. He's going to hide. And the Lord asked him, what you doing here? I was running from Jezebel because Jezebel said she's going to kill me. Can you imagine that? The Lord asked him, what are you doing now? I was running from Jezebel because she said she's going to kill me. That's us. The bills come in. And you don't have the money. Some of you folks, you go run to the bookie. Some of you folks, take your last dollar and go play lotto. Some of you folks go gamble your money away. You go borrow money. But that's not really what God wants you to do. God really wants you to trust him. God wants you to depend on him. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's what we lack, knowledge of God, knowledge of the holy law of knowing what God has done and what he's capable of doing. We limit God. We need to take the limits off of God. We limit him with our health. We limit him with our wealth. 
Well, we live limited without limit. Oh my gosh, we just limit God. We need to take the limit off of God. We need to take the limits of his capability and what he's able to do and expect him to do it. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. We have to take the limit off of God. And fear him and reverence him and trust him to perform his word. I need a new car. So I'm going to get Sister Soma so to co-sign for me. I'm going to see if I can get her to co-sign for me. Better be careful who you go to have co-sign for you. Because they may want to take the car from you and you can't pay your part of the money. <laughs> they may take the car from you. Unless the Lord direct you. To have people co-sign what you make sure God is directing you to do it and not you because in the end you may be sorry. I'm not kidding you. You might be sorry for having people co-sign for you. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it's true. You got to learn how to trust God for yourself. The Bible said that scripture is true. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge how to do these things. How to trust God. This verse here tells us. In verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Did you hear that? You don't fear what man can do. Because you who? You trust God. It's a big difference. You trust God. God, regardless of what's going on around you, what you got to put your fingers in your head when that man starts talking nonsense. You got to put your fingers in your head. Ignore him and trust God. Let's pray for those watching TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every little soul, break every yoke, heal, deliver, and make free. We thank you for saving right now. In Jesus' name, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, incww.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and click on our prayer request and leave a prayer request. And you can click on our testimony page and leave a testimony. I'll become a partner. You can check or click on the partner page to learn more how you can be give. give. And become a part of the ministry in Jesus' name. Okay, now listen. The scripture says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. You got to really get to that place where you're not worried about what man say. Man going to say what he going to say. You got to understand man is always going to say what he want to say. Always. It ain't changing. What makes you think man is going to change just for you? Man is going to tell you he hates you. Man is going to tell you he wants to kill you. Man, man is going to always tell you stop. Oh, yeah. You could be saving, lose your job. Somebody called you to get fired. You got to pay attention. Amen. You got to be alert. That's why that scripture stays there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge on what's going on around you. Knowledge of who these people are. Everybody's not your friend, beloved. That scripture says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. He's not talking about the next man. He's talking about this. Man will try to do things to you. To defeat you, to set you back, to discourage you. But the Lord said he's on your side. That's the thing about the Lord. He's on your side to help you. But the thing about the Lord being on your, you got to ask him to help you. You got to ask the Lord to help you and guide you and direct your steps each day. Ah, uh, y'all ain't listening to me. You got to ask the Lord to direct your steps each day. Not someday. Not some weekend. Every day you got to ask the Lord to direct your step. Sure. Amen, amen. When you go out your house, as a matter of fact, before you go out your house, you need to pray. I pray when I get in my car because I don't know what's going to take place. I pray for God's mercy. 
but I drive. I was driving that uh, loaner car I had, and I'm so sorry I was driving that loaner car because with all the technology I had in it, uh, it stopped driving. The, 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 uh, the, um, the speed dropped. I'm trying to drive, and the speed just kept dropping and dropping. So taking the car back, I had to run, drive with the flashes on because I didn't know if it was going to stop totally. I said, y'all can have this back. Give me my vehicle. Beloved, don't fear man, fear God, and keep his commandments. Learn what the commandments of God are and follow and obey God according to the scriptures. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. Look at that verse. First John chapter 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear. Listen to this. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear, fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made in perfect love. I'll read it again. This is really important scripture. Listen to it. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made in perfect love. Did you hear what that scripture said? There is no fear in the love of God. There's no fear. You don't have to be scared to death. You have a godly fear, a reverence of who he is. But you're not going to be afraid to walk around and do things and live. Because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and you're capable of worshiping him in the beauty of holiness. Perfect love. Listen to this. Listen to this. But perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. Perfect love comes from God. Perfect love. Because fear hath torment. Now that no no notice this. Fear and faith don't mix. What do faith do? Faith builds you up. Faith makes you stronger. More you 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 become more radiant, more confident. Fear. Start tearing you down step by step. It start bringing you down step by step. It start tearing you down. Do you know people go to the doctor and die quicker than before? You know why? Not that they sick. It's that the doctor told them X, Y, and Z. I always talk about the story about the lady that, that the doctor said she had breast breast cancer, and uh, uh, um, she went to her pastor and asked him to pray. And the pastor told her, you know, the Lord said you don't have no breast cancer. Well, her friends told her, don't pay the pastor no mind. He don't know what he's talking about. He's not a doctor. She asked him to pray and ask God, not his opinion. She prayed and asked him to seek the Lord and see what the Lord had to say. So her friends told him he don't know what he's talking about. He ain't no doctor. So the doctors cut her breast open and found a drop of cancer. They stitched it back up. She went home after recuperation, finished school, recuperating, fell and brushed her breast and died. She bled to death. Fear. She had the operation out of fear, not confidence. Not confidence. She had the operation out of fear. Of what her friends were saying. You got to be careful who your friends are. You got to be careful who your friends are. I'll read the scripture again. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. 
perfect love of God casts out fear. It puts it out. It puts it to flight. This is why we got to get, get ourselves in tuning, God, where we are in perfect love with him. See, you know, I want to tell you something about fear. Fear works through lust. Faith don't. Fear works through the lust for something. Make you fearful that you're not going to get it. So you start lusting after, wishing you had it. Faith don't work like that. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the opposite of fear. Amen. Faith is the opposite of fear. They don't get along. They don't walk together. They don't talk. And they don't can't stand each other. When you save, you're supposed to be building your faith. The Bible said building up yourself on your most holy faith. You're supposed to be building up your faith so your confidence will rise up in God. This said, this scripture said perfect love cast out fear. People got it confused with lust, lust and love. They both build with oh my goodness, they both begin with hell. They both begin with hell. Isn't that something? They both. Begin with L. Four for four letter word. Four letters. Four letters. Both had four letters, beloved. You got to understand what those four letters are about. Lust and love. People think when they are going to have sex with somebody they love. That's not love. That's lust. That's sexual pleasures. Love is caring for. They got a law crossed up. They got a law crossed up. Now let's look at the verse again one more time. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear has torment. And that's a fact. Fear will torment you to your grave. About what if this happened and what if that happened? That's fear. It'll torment you to your grave, beloved. It'll take you out of here, beloved. Let's read the scripture one more. It says, he that hath fear is not made perfect in love. You, you got to get yourself to you. You work in perfect in love. You got to get yourself. This is personal. This is why I keep trying to tell people, going to church don't mean dirt. I know a lot of preachers get upset with me when I tell them, I'm going to church don't mean nothing. I went to, one of the, I went to the biggest mega church in the state of New York in the 80s. You many old people just went there. They dressed in black and white. They sang on the choir. They did all this stuff. But they didn't know the word of God for themselves and to live it. They could quote scriptures. But they did not know the Savior. They didn't know him. The pastor, my pastor, or lady, Apostle Johnny Washington, constantly told us you must be born again. Jesus must be the head of your life. Oh. They would shout glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Once they got out of that building, they went right back to their development every single week. And some of them died. Some of them died at AIDS. Some of them died all kinds of different things. Why? Why? Let's read what the scripture says. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Because he that fear, because fear have torment, he that fear, I made perfect. When you in sin, you're not going to have perfect love. Perfect love comes from God. I'm going to say it again. People run around talking about, I love her, I love her. He's only thinking, most of the time, they think of sexually. When her hair starts falling out, let's see how much you love her. 
When he get fat, out of shape, let's see how much you love him. Huh? When he's snoring in bed, let's see how much you love him. Banging him upside down with a pillow. <laughs> Shut up, I can't sleep. I hate your guts. I want a divorce. Perfect love. Perfect love casted on all fair. Faith brings about confidence, fear being about destruction. Let's move on. I'm serious. You you really got to understand this. That perfect love casts out fear. Faith builds confidence. Faith builds strength. Faith builds unity. And not, and not, um, not fear. Fear does the opposite of that. Fear brings about destruction. I know a lot of young women. I know lots of young women. When I was coming up, a lot of them thought they had to depend on a man. So they would be jumping in bed with a lot of different guys, hoping this guy would take care of them. And they would get pregnant for these guys, and the guys would leave them hanging with the kid. All their social services take care of them. That's how they work. They were looking for love. Come on, y'all know that story about looking in the love in the wrong places, but they never had real love. But if they had met Jesus, they wouldn't have had to do it. He said, I'll supply all your needs. I encourage all women. You can be independent. I'm not against women being independent. I'm against women trying to be a man and a man trying to be a woman. <laughs> That's what I'm against. Have the scriptures together. There's nowhere in the Bible says a woman can't lead. Nowhere in the Bible says a woman can't lead. There's nowhere in the Bible says that. Amen. You read your Bible, you're going to find out about Deborah. Uh, uh, you read chapter 31, a proverb about the virtuous woman. Oh, there's so many stories. Oh, of course, you know, man. Man is going to make sure y'all don't know about that because he don't want to he, he feel, you know, inferior to y'all. Ah, Real love is from God. Wait, women, wait on God to send you a husband. Stop looking for a man or a piece of man. You living in fear. Well, you don't understand, Pastor Wells. I need a man to help you. You don't need no man to help you. You need God. Because God knows everything you need. Not man. I'm serious. Do you think all the time a husband and wife get along? No. You go out there and find you a man. And that man start kicking you behind. Don't blame God. He start cheating on you. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. Don't blame the Lord if the man is running around having a fear out there. And he say, I'm sorry, Jill. I won't do it again. And while he's telling you he's sorry, he already get ready to go see somebody else. <laughs> I know it has happened many times. I see people do it. I scratch my head on it. They have no fear of God. So the woman lives in fear, so she goes along with everything he does. That's crazy to me. Perfect love. That's not all fear. Wait on God to send. Do, do this the Bible way. Wait on God to send you a husband because that guy looked good. He got a six pack, and you look, he, he, you looking him up and down, and he's fine to you. He could be the biggest devil you ever seen looking fine. I know I had a friend that got her behind beat to her death. And she said something she should have never said. I heard everybody that say this died. She said that sin was fun. I said, don't say that. Don't say that. She said, nah, man, sin, sin is fun. I'm having a good time. That man beat her to death. To unrecognizable, he beat her to death. Beautiful young lady. She used to help out with my, when I used to do services uh, at uh, uh, the place where I worked, the youth, youth uh, uh, um, the home, group home I used to work in. <clears throat> Fear is a destroyer. 
faith is a builder. Amen. They don't get along. That's why the scriptures say perfect love casts out all fear. You got to get the perfect love of God in your life. Get complete. It's shameful. All young women just throw themselves all over men. And these men don't even care. They don't care as long as they're getting over. They don't care. And they're going to tell their phone, I got all out over her. She's so stupid. I never forget the story when I was a teenager. And this guy went to the girl's house, got over and left. And she wait, she gone down the street, her hair still all a mess. It was kind of funny to see it. And she trying to tell him, wait, that man done did his thing. He gone, he ain't staying. He was going. She said, but wait, 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 he was going. He didn't look like he was coming back. That's how the devil works. He likes to jack you. Screw you over and go about his business to the next one. I'm not joking. He don't care. He'll take you right down to hell and say, who's next? Who wants to come with me to hell? Who's next? Amen. He calls up his name. Go get that one. That one wants to go with me. Go get him. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. And verse 20. Listen to this. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. That thou, then thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded by fear. I'm, I'm going to read this again. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded but fear. He's talking about the original people of God, the original children of Israel, the original children of God. He's talking about they were broken up because of their unbelief. And their unbelief. And their fear. And not trusting God. They got cut off. They didn't obtain the promises of God. So us, they're coming to Christ. Let us not be high-minded. Think we're better than everybody else. Yeah, we're royal. But we all had to come to Christ through repentance. We all had to come to Jesus and ask him to forgive us of our sins. So let us not be high-minded. So we don't be cut off. That's what this verse said. It says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fair that you don't fall into the same thing. And you know what, beloved? Many people, many people fall into They come to church, go to a revival, a tent revival, or somebody sit down with them and witness to them about the love of God, and they give their life to the Lord, and they start serving the Lord. However, down the road, pride sets in. Now they they feel they're better than the average man. That they can't talk to them because they lower than them and all this other foolishness, and they get cut off and don't know. It's easy. It's easy to be shut off. Okay, I got a thought just ran into my mind. Listen to this. Many years ago. When you didn't pay your gas bill or your light bill, they came and took the meter out or the water meter out. They don't do that no more. It's easy. They just simply click a button in the office. And it's ding. It's not like before where they come and get the meter. Now they just push a button and it shut off. Isn't that something? They just press a button today and it's off. So it's so easy to let pride and arrogance get in your way as you're walking with God. That's why you got to be mindful of the enemy. That's why you got to be the alert of the enemy. You got to know who your enemy is and how he's operating through people. Oh, beloved, you got to know this. You got to know that the enemy is working through people and you got to know his works and his actions so you can cut him short. 
because the scripture, I'm, I'm telling you, this is for all of us, me too. It says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fair that the same thing don't happen to you. That's godly fear I'm talking about. It is a different type of fear. It's the fair man. Fear of your boss. Fear of the devil. Fear of God. I don't fear the devil. I'm not running from the devil. I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus again, but I fear God with my life. Did you hear me? I fear God with my life. I'm not pulling no punches when I tell you. I'm scared to death of God because he's greater than all and can do all. There's, when you're in trouble with God, there's nowhere to run, beloved. <laughs> when you're in trouble with God, who are you going to? No one. God is after you. I can tell you stories about God being after people. When God is after you, there's nothing nobody can do. Let's move on. Let's go to Second Timothy chapter seven. Second Timothy chapter seven. Excuse me, Second Timothy. What did I say? Chapter seven. I'm sorry, chapter one. There is no chapter seven. <laughs> See people looking for chapter seven? There you can fool people. What? Huh? People be looking for chapter seven. Oh, that's all you can find. It ain't there. It was never there. Chapter one, verse seven. Second Timothy chapter seven. Chapter one, verse seven. This is listen to this. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'll read it again. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God ain't gave you no spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of love and a spirit of power. And he gave you a sound mind to make the right decision. To make right and correct decision. Now, remember I said in the beginning, that's the fear of the Lord, the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now that verse picks it up here and says, for God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What kind of mind do you got? Weak jellyfish mind. You're weak and you're weary about everything going on around you. That ain't God. That's the devil. You see the day we live in, beloved? You ain't got no business being afraid. You should have confidence in God. I don't care how bad things look. You should have confidence in God that God is going to make a way for you and your family. We go to work, we come home. We go to church, we come home. Same way, we're left. That's not God's plan. Churches are opening up somewhat now. You can't keep going to church the same way you were going before. You got to grow in God. You got to grow in God's faith. Not be afraid. People run to church because they're afraid. Don't run to church because you're afraid. No, because you want to worship God. You want to live before God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Stop being afraid to walk the streets. We all face with challenge. Uh, 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 things that we, situations that we go through in life, but we have to have confidence in God. We have to have confidence in God that he's going to bring us through what we're going through. That's the thing. We have to have confidence that God is going to bring us through what we are going through. That's what we have to do each day. We have to have confidence in God that God is going to bring us through. That's why the scripture says God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Now listen to this. Notice he said, but of power. God giving us power. God giving us the spirit of power. We need to use it. 
We need to use the spirit of power to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name when he stopped meddling with us and our family, our job, our finances. We got to trust God. Stand in authority in God's word. Stop being afraid. Don't be afraid. Stand strong with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stand strong. Get that breastplate. Get that helmet. And get to work. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Stand your ground. And don't budge. Don't budge. Of power and of love and of summer. You got to have your mind. The Bible said, Thou will keep them in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he what? He trusteth in thee. Because you're trusting God. God will keep your mind. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 real quick. We just about finished. Proverbs chapter 3. And verse... And verse 25. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25 says, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the illusion of the wicked when it's coming. I'll read it again. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the illusion of the delusion of the wicked when it comes. Don't be afraid of sudden fear. Sudden fear going to take place. God said, have confidence in him when sudden things happen. That he's going to work it out. That God is going to fix it. God's going to take care of it. God's going to make a way. It's not your, your business how God do it. It's how God does it. So the scripture says here, one more time, it says, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither the delusion of the wicked when it's coming. Don't be afraid when the wicked start doing stuff when it happens. Don't be afraid. Be alert. Be on your guard as if you were in the armory. You in the armory of the Lord, be alert. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Oh, yeah, I hear me. You got to stand firm in your belief. Stand firm in your call of God. Stand firm in your, stand firm in your walk with God. You got to do this. You got to do this. I got to do this. We all have to stand firm and don't be moved. When, oh, my goodness. Don't be moved. We used to say we're not moved by what we hear. We're not moved by what we see. We move by what the word of God says. Don't be afraid of sudden fear. Sudden fear is going to happen time to time. It's how you respond. It's how you respond, beloved. It's how you respond to sudden fear. Okay, you know what? Out of sudden fear, people catch heart attacks and die. That's not God's plan. Not for you, not for me. Sudden fear, what happened? You may get a sudden bill. And you get afraid. Don't be afraid. Trust God to make a way. Trust God. The wicked going to do stuff. Yeah, the wicked is always going to do stuff. Hey, no, it's no mystery. Come on. Come on. As long as we live on this earth, it's always going to be something going on. I normally say when I start broadcast, I thank the Lord for what he's doing for us, through us, with us, and in the midst of us. Because it's true. There's some always going on. <laughs> the longer you live on this earth, there's going to be bills, there's going to be this, you're going to have to put gas in your car, pay toll, or whatever. whatever. Something always going on. Amen. But don't live in fear. The wrong kind of fear. Fear God and keep his commandments. Don't, be, don't live in fear of things going on around you. Have confidence in God that God's going to bring you out. If there's anybody that don't know amen, the Lord is your personal Savior. This is an opportunity for you to give your life to the Lord and get rid of the spirit of fear and take on the spirit of power, love, and of sound mind in Jesus Christ. Bow your head with me and let's pray a sinner's prayer 
and accept Christ as your personal Savior today. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you, O Lord, for coming to my life and saving me and delivering me from fear. But I would have perfect fear for you, and you would give me perfect love and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved. But listen now. Go to the website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and leave a testimony prayer request, and you also can become a partner. And we're also here on Wednesday night for Bible study at 8.15 p.m. I'll see you then. Walk with God, and don't let fear consume you. Have confidence in God. He's a way maker. And if you want to live a, a love offering uh, without going to uh, become a partner, please, you can leave our love offering and uh, send it to uh, Pastor B.L. Wells at the cash app. God bless you, and I'll see you Wednesday night.